It's an update. An update episode. Your iPhone will update at midnight tonight unless you schedule a time later. Welcome to the Red Rum and Red Wine Podcast Update Edition. Uh. Oh, sorry, it's the White Claw. Uh, yeah, we're we're talking about murder, mystery, mishaps, and a little bit of an update this time. It's a little different, something new and noteworthy regarding a case we've done that deserves its own little episode update. Hmm. <laughs> My name is Kristen. And my name is Sarah. Welcome. Yeah, we have a f- fucking exciting, riveting, like, it- it's good. Like, we found her. Yeah, like, when I first saw this shit, I was like, okay, is this real? Yeah, no? I was pretty shocked when I first heard of this. And honestly, it's it's very much one of those cases. And, like, it's one of the first, like, little bullet points in. And I really... I really, really, really wanted to go back and listen in on this episode and see, like, what my attitude was towards it. Because I feel like when I was writing it and I feel like when I was, you know, talking about it, in my mind, I really was expecting the worst. And it was a situation where, you know, we're looking for a body. Mm -hmm. And especially with, you know, the recent cases that we've had, you know, with Gabby, with Maya in Miami, it has, it's really easy for you to think as soon as someone goes missing, you know, you expect the worst. But it, I'm glad that there are cases like the, these out here to like humble me and say no 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 you need to wait until this person is actually found because you truly never know like what happens or yeah. what could happen it, it gives hope for sure yes it's a big at the end of the day this is a huge big hope signal and i know you're like what the fuck are y'all talking about so we <laughs> did a episode a while back episode 19 turn that smile upside down so if you have not heard of it rude go do yourself a favor and go listen to it but in that episode we talked about the disappearance of Brittany renee williams and today we are giving you the update on how Brittany has been found Ah! Ah! what the Like, girl, I, I know you're never going to hear this, but I'm just, I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad that you're out there to humble me and prove me wrong and just give, you're a beacon of hope for everyone out there that has ever experienced a missing child case or anyone in general who has a missing person out there who needs to be found. It just, you are that hope that never stops searching. They are out there just waiting to be found yeah and i mean just uh basically discovering herself as this missing child practically and learning more about herself than she has known you know it must be like this incredible process that's so weight-bearing but also freeing at the same time because 
um i know you're gonna get into it but like how she goes by britney now instead of her adopted yes. name or whatever yes oh. and it is so so crazy so i do say her adopted name that she was given but um obviously i was gonna save that for the end oh, but i kind shit. of like it, it no, no 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 it it makes sense it makes sense more so that i guess i say it now but um i do I say her adopted name and then I call her Brittany from then on because, you know, at the end of the day, that is something that she takes back. She does want to be called Brittany, but it's one, it's crazy how she even came to find her past, but just her life after Kim and everything has been so insane and her details of life with Kim, just this whole story is so insane. I'm just like, we're, we're going to need to get in to just digest it all so (laughs) for those who do not remember or haven't listened or it's been a while whatever I'll give a little update so Brittany Renee Williams was originally a seven-year-old who had vanished from her foster mom's home in Henrico Virginia back in 2000 now she had been under the care of her foster mom Kim Parker after her mother had died from AIDS and she had originally met Kim in that little foundation or in, sorry at the hospital that um, Brittany's mom was getting aid at and Kim would say you know like I have this foundation or this place where I help children I take them in I can most definitely take Brittany in and I will help her get the treatment that she needs because it's said in, and I say it in episode 19 that Brittany, during childbirth, had contracted AIDS from her mother. Right. So when Brittany would randomly stop showing up to school in 2000, police would conduct a search at Kim's house. They would even go as far as digging the backyard. You know, they would ask her, where where is Brittany? She would say, oh, you know, I gave them to some couple. They would ask the couple. They would say, no, you know, she never gave us to her. And it that was kind of it from there. Like, it was a real big question mark. And I was really fucking upset at the police for not pressing it further. Uh, Kim ended up going to jail for some, like, stupid little fraud charge. Like, nothing was never questioned about Brittany any further. And it was just a real big fucking disappointment. And we left not knowing whatever happened to her until, oh. like... Just this year, I can't even year, believe. Like just this week, like last. Just this week, like the last month. So you find out that Brittany has known about this for some time, but us, the general public, we just found out about this like literally in September, like late September, and it's October eighth when we're recording this. So. Mm-hmm. Of 2021. So just <laughs> fucking, so fucking insane. 21 years later, a woman comes forward and says that she has DNA evidence that proves that she is, in fact, Brittany Renee Williams. Holy so shit. her adoptive name is Kaylin Stevenson, and she is from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And there was a Facebook post that... um. W- was that I did see there was a I believe it was murder and crime I'm so sorry I will uh, put a link or in the resources I will have a link to their YouTube video but they had posted a video with her Facebook post that she had originally posted um, as well as the documented DNA evidence that she had posted as well but in this Facebook post she basically says that her birth certificate was tampered with 
She had her name changed, obviously, as well as her social security number and was given away to some couple out in Ohio. So NBC 12 was, I think, one of the first major news outlets that would go and actually interview Brittany about what was going on. And she would tell them, you know, like, investigators never found me because they were simply looking in the wrong state. They had no idea that I was in Ohio. So, like, (laughs) how were they supposed to find me? But she had been adopted into this family. And she would say that during her time with this family, as well as her time with Kim, it would be filled with physical, sexual, and medical abuse. Her adoptive father is allegedly a fugitive named Lester Eubanks, who has been on the run for 40 (gasps) years. Now, he was originally at some Ohio detention center and, like, broke out and has been assuming or has been living his life under the alias Brett L. Stevenson. I know. I'm just like this. It gets crazy. Just... Buckle buckle your fucking seatbelts. This is an update episode on its own for a reason. There's no way you could say this in an intro. He would marry this woman named Barbara Stevenson. And Brittany would say that both of her parents would suffer from Munchausen by proxy. Uh And she would basically live her childhood under the influence of drugs and getting unnecessary surgeries that were not required. Brittany would show NBC 12 like multiple scars that she had. So she would show scars on her abdomen. She had scars from catheters that had been inserted into her. She had uh, scars from a feeding tube and she would show other scars that she would say like, I know that these are from a surgery, but I could not tell you what the surgery behind it was for like what the reason behind it was for like she would show one long linear scar from like the top of her chest all the way down to her lower abdomen and she's like i don't know why this is here and i don't know what they took from me oh god terrifying terrifying i just why are like they took from me like that's just because a parent and not even it's it's just a I know it is so rare but these cases that we've been hearing of parents just putting their children under this unnecessary torture because of their disease yeah. is just we need to do something to protect these children mm-hmm. because oh, it's It's getting ridiculous, the amount of cases that I'm hearing about it. I mean, honestly. People become so obsessed about the outside world not harming their children. They do the harm themselves. Well, and it's just like there was that. Well, you have that one. Well, you have that one woman that they made that Hulu documentary on that, like, said her kid had cancer. But then you have that other, like, there's another mom who would get, like, a feeding tube inserted into her child and was, like, poisoning them with salt. But, I mean, it's just, like, these parents, because they want the attention, will do such harm to their child. And as doctors, they're thinking, oh, because they're a parent, you know, it's not, there's no way that they could be doing this. Or maybe, you know, we have to believe the parent there's something wrong. But I don't like, uh, the voice of the child needs to be heard at the end of the day. It's just so hard to find a way to, like, properly 
voice that child's needs when they're under that. Yeah. Oh, that's a sorry, sorry, sorry. That that's a topic for another day. (laughs) That's that's just like children and the elderly are both at the top as the most vulnerable populations because they are the two populations that have the most trouble in understanding what's going on and voicing their own uh, feelings, opinions, understandings. All of that. They're like they're the most yeah. easily taken advantage of because of their state. And yeah, and it's hard because obviously you want to believe a parent when they say something is wrong with my child, but to the extent that it gets with some cases, I'm like, bro, why did not a doctor not step in further or like conduct certain tests to verify these things? I mean, I don't know. Some and I don't yeah. It's a topic for another day, <laughs> but either way, she would describe how it obviously went beyond medical abuse. She was severely beaten to the point where she would say that her spine was fractured. You know, her tailbone was dislocated. They would starve her. It would get to the point where she would have to dig through trash cans if she wanted to find any type of food. And she would typically just be locked in her room for days at a time. It was a very miserable existence as a child, essentially. Like, her childhood was just not... Not a good uh, time. Ideal, I guess you could say. No, because no, normal's at not all. the right like, word. Like, what the fuck is even normal nowadays? Not it. It's just it's it shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't it's even not be illegal. <laughs> it's, it's obviously it's illegal. not ideal, but it's clearly not humane. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I just don't understand how you can treat a child this way. Obviously, growing up through this shitty ass childhood, you wonder about your biological parents and. As Brittany would grow up, she would be often, like, threatened to not look into it. And as she got older and had a baby girl of her own, her adoptive grandparents would often, you know, fucking asshole behavior use the child against Brittany in Mm -hmm. order to, like, stop her looking into the biological family and would even, of course, go as far as abusing the child as well. Monster. Thankfully... Yeah, thankfully, Brittany currently does have a uh, protective order against the child to, like, like protect her. Against not the child. Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm a little tipsy. She has a protective order against, I guess, the grandparents. But it's like she has an order in place to protect the child. Okay. Um, but I do know right now, though, that she is, she doesn't have full custody of her daughter. There's actually, like, a legal battle going on with that right now as well. But as far as the daughter trying uh, or, like, being in the presence of the grandparents, that's no longer allowed. Okay. The adoptive grandparents. They're not yeah. her grandparents. Let's get that straight. <laughs> but when Brittany got to a point where she was like, fuck this, like, I am I need to look into this because I can no longer not know, she would come to find out that there are actually no legal records of her adoption even in the system. Like, she can't find anything valid about her adoption. So it's this huge question mark, and she's like, well, what the fuck was my life even before this? Where did I come from? Dude, that is, like... I know people joke about having identity crises. Talk about an identity crisis. People literally struggle with their identities for for real life reasons, not out of some kind of midlife joke. 
and this is one of those like that yeah. can create its own layer of trauma within itself on top of everything she experienced as a child of course a thousand percent a thousand a thousand percent yeah it's i i can't even imagine especially as an adult you have already lived your life under this pseudonym come to find out you know it's a whole facade and then you like just wait because you find out that there are even like more lies into it but it it, it's it's just astounding how like far the lies and deceit go just to have her put in this abusive ass situation it's it's ridiculous but thankfully she just so happens like happens to come across a memory in her mind where she's like I remember the last name Williams like that is something from my childhood that definitely sticks with me so she decided she was going to hop on to good old trusty Google and search missing children and the last name Williams oh hell yeah holy fuck so she didn't remember like her name being Brittany but she knew the name Williams she knew Williams yeah like that was something that it just like stuck in her head and all of a sudden, a photo of Brittany Renee Williams pops up. And we are going to post this. I, we're, I'm going to post this soon. It's going to be like immediately <laughs> after. Okay, I promise. It'll be the same day. So go on to our Instagram. Go on to our Twitter. We'll have the photo eerily. I sent it to you, Sarah. Yes. Eerily similar, right? I mean, like, it's, it's her. It's sometimes when you're looking at a picture of a like toddler slash young child compared to them as being an adult it's sometimes like you see the familiarities you see how it's yeah cute but this is spitting like the teeth the gum lines from the teeth mouth are the same everything yeah and when Brittany first saw the photo like she said that she woke up her wife out of sleep and she was like this is me I know me when I see me this is me I have oh I just had anger I have such hard goosies right now like it's oh it's just so her wife I'm so sorry please don't get mad at me I'm gonna try my best Ladage Ladaja Kelly so Brittany's wife would tell WWBT that she saw the resemblance between her partner and Brittany's photos. She was like, exactly. It's so funny that you said that because it's literally exactly what you said. The hairline, the ears, the smile, the chin. Like there's even a mole on her neck that Brittany had that Kaylin slash AKA Brittany also had. And finally, like all of these pieces of her life start falling together and making sense. Oh, my God. But while all of these unanswered questions are coming to light, the lies and deceit that surround her adoption and her early, <clears throat> sorry, her early childhood come out as well. Yeah. Because it turns out... Brittany didn't even have AIDS to begin with. Oh, my God. Brittany Kalen ends up taking an AIDS test, HIV AIDS test, um, after she, you know, finds this out. 
because I'm sure you're shocked. You're you read the you read about yourself missing as a child and having AIDS, and that's why everyone thinks yeah. you're dead is because you're missing without your medication. Yeah, and you're like, oh fuck, I haven't taken my medication in 21 <laughs> years, bitch. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> and so she's like, what the fuck? So she goes and she gets an HIV AIDS test, and it comes back negative. And so she's like, what the hell? And on the YouTube video that I saw, um, there was a claim in the I don't know if it was like a Facebook post or if it was like a message that she had sent but there was a claim that she said that the mother that they had named in the articles which I don't remember if I said the mother's name but either way the mother that they had stated you know was her biological mother was not in fact her biological mother oh shit i don't i think you did I don't, say something about her mother i don't know if you said her name but you didn't mean i don't i don't know her. if i said her name but i also don't know if that's a thousand percent true hmm. like i'm i'm pretty sure that the person that had made the facebook post was actually Brittany, but um like, the DNA evidence that they do later on has to do with, like, the sister of the mother. So, if it wasn't actually the biological mother, I get kind of confused as to how that, you know, could be. But I just wanted to throw that out there that in the Facebook post I read, she had made claims that that, you know, wasn't her biological mother. I don't know if that means, like, maybe one of her aunts actually had her. But she would basically say that, you know, they were born into it was like essentially this huge like sex trafficking physical mental abuse type of deal holy shit i mean that's like not where where our minds would have gone even though it's a total like possible situation. when i think of foster homes though honestly that's exactly where my mind goes because you cannot tell me that the foster home is not highly abused in terms of like them letting children go into highly risky situations and i think that well them being in foster care in, in itself is risky but then yeah you know the amount of people who but if i i think it's definitely parents, like a yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking get FBI swarming my house, but I definitely think that the foster care system definitely has a dark side to it where there are people that will pay money or there are powerful people that will take, you know, kids and put them into households. But it's really a fucking like sex trafficking situation that they're getting put into. But because they're so high and powerful, it's a huge cover up or they're not going to do anything about it. They're not going to say no to these people. It's just... It's just the there are so many issues with every. (laughs) Sorry, I'm making this a way longer update than it needs to be. But (laughs) I know. I mean, I have some stuff to say about the foster care system, but I can't get into it right now. None of us want to hear it. I'm definitely a few white claws in deep. So, I mean, don't come for me, government. I am allegedly saying this. You know, wink, wink. Allegedly. Off the record. All alleged. All alleged. I'm just like, you you gotta, especially after hearing this, you gotta, that makes too much sense. It's probably It takes two to tango. (laughs) Okay, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Now, obviously, K 
Kaylin Stevenson and Brittany Williams' birth certificates don't match, but the resemblance is uncanny. Mm. And like I had said previously, a lot of Kaylin, quote unquote, information was altered and changed before she was adopted. But when Brittany decides to take a DNA test on June 24th of 2021, it would confirm her suspicions that she was, in fact, Brittany Renee Williams. Holy shit. So the FBI would supposedly obtain the DNA evidence on July 26th of 2021, and there would be multiple sources that would confirm, you know, like, yes, the FBI is indeed testing the evidence against the mother's only other daughter, Rosemary Thompson. So NBC 12 would actually help Brittany meet with Rose's first daughter, Anastasia. So this would technically be like, I guess like her cousin or her half-sister or something. I don't really know. Half-sister. I, I get lost. what I read, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. And she does say sister, but I'm like, it was her mother's only other daughter, Rose, and then it's Rose's daughter. So. Oh, so her I niece. don't know. Someone, someone do that science for us. <laughs> but either way, NBC 12 would actually like track down Anastasia McElroy, who is Rose's daughter. And Anastasia was also adopted, but they would, you know, find her and actually get them to meet. And it was, I mean, I obviously wasn't there. There wasn't any like video that I saw of it, but reading the description of them meeting was like so beautiful, you know, like they cried. And as soon as Anastasia saw Brittany, she was like, Oh my God, it's you. It's you. You know, like I have memories of you. They would even take a DNA test through LabCorp and the DNA test would show that there was a 95.83% chance that they were in fact sisters. So I guess they were really sisters. I don't know. But (laughs) someone make sense of that with me, if you will. But Obviously, after that, the two have become extremely close. Brittany would say, you know, she acts exactly as a big sister would. And of everything, because this is pretty much the end as we know it until now, if anything happens with this, if anything further, we'll definitely let you know. But of this whole experience, Brittany would say, you know, the facade that everyone has put on is just like, wow which i fucking (laughs) agree taking to be honest (laughs) yeah she would say y'all don't care about human life y'all are so greedy and focused on money i was basically robbed of a life i could have had which go off please please. like go off a little louder speak for yeah she's the voice of every foster child that has been robbed of life because of this fucking like I'm saying, it's all money based for what? It's just like, ugh, it's disgusting. Like Sarah had mentioned earlier, she is going by Brittany now. She does not want any ties to her adoptive name, and she simply states that, you know, that's not her, that's not me. And she would say, above all, blood does not lie, and a DNA test does not lie at all. So I don't have AIDS, but I am Brittany Renee Williams. Mm. And that's our quick little update that I wanted to give you for episode 19, Turn That Smile Upside Down, The Disappearance of Brittany Renee Williams. It's fucking insane and 
all I can say is thank you for coming out with your story. Thank you for being that beacon of hope for everyone with a missing person in their life because, wow. Yeah, cheers to you, Brittany, for being so strong and, you know, throughout this journey journey of self-discovery and, uh, you know, identity realization and making yeah. it seems like you really are making the the most of what you can and the fact that you you know got reunited with your sister it's it's it really is beautiful in a sense although I know there are challenges that come along with it um so but to finally have that sense of family back yeah thank you yes thank you thank you for sharing your story thank you for coming out with your story we can't understand how hard it is but we know it's tough so cheers to you Brittany damn (laughs) that wasn't as big as I thought it was gonna be (laughs) my burp not yeah Mm -hmm. no I got you I got you but yeah guys until next time we will be back on Tuesday with my episode and then we'll follow Thursday with Sarah's episode. Yeah. So give us five stars. Leave a comment if you think we're cool. And be sure to follow us. <laughs> okay, but if you think we're lame, say it in a really nice way. Okay. But leave us, or sorry, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Good Pods, YouTube. Once we get approved on Buy Me a Coffee, you can do that. Um, I think that's it, right? Do you say TikTok? Oh, TikTok too. Yeah. At R-A-R-W podcast. And if you're feeling lonely, be sure to send us a little email. Or if you want a certain Halloween topic to be covered this month, go ahead and send one in. Because if you want to hear it. You'll probably be the first one to recommend <laughs> it. So. If you send in a recommendation, it will be accepted because there are not yes. any prospects. <laughs> red rum and red wine podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, guys, see you on Tuesday with my episode. It's going to be spooky as fuck. So stay tuned. Taco Tuesday. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go crawl in a hole and die. (laughs)